Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fisherman's Post Saltwater Podcast Series. This episode is titled Roanoke River Rockfish. We're talking with Captain Jenning Rose of North State Guide Service based out of Oriental, North Carolina. We'll be covering such areas as migration, river navigation and regulations, lures, bait, and, of course, presentation. My name is Gary Hurley of Fisherman's Post. Fisherman's Post has been serving the saltwater fishing community of North Carolina since 2003, bringing you fishing reports, fishing information, fishing tournaments, fishing schools, and here in our latest and greatest effort, the Fisherman's Post Saltwater Podcast Series, where we reach out to our captain and guide friends from up and down the North Carolina coast and ask them to share with us their insights, their knowledge on how to catch more fish more often. I'm joined in this endeavor, just as I am every episode, by Billy Thorpe of Thorpe Creative. Billy, it's bad to be, it's bad. It's good to be back in the studio talking fishing again, man. I, I don't know where that, I, I'm not even gonna call it a Freudian slip. I don't know where it came from because I am excited yeah. to be talking fishing. I know, man, it's been a minute since we recorded, but it's good to be, it's good to be back with you, Gary. Not bad to be back. It's good to be back with you. It is. Um, and you're not looking like a, a fetus in an ultrasound right now. So people bought us coffees and the internet got better. We promised it. Here's what happened. We upgraded our internet <laughs> with coffee money. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's still a little bit trippy, but we'll figure it out. Uh, all right, Gary, well, I'm, man, I'm excited to get started, and um, I'm a little flustered over technology, but I'll go ahead and jump into the reason why we can be here is our sponsors. Uh, we got a couple of them, so the first one up is Bland Landscaping Company. Uh, these guys are all over the state of North Carolina, and they are looking for people who enjoy the outdoors, who enjoy being with their family, who want to wake up early, get to work, get it done, get home, and get on the boat. So big fans of the show. And they came on for the 2022 year with us. So really excited to have Bland Landscaping. So go to blandlandscapingco.com slash careers and see see what they got going on. Maybe you change a career and get a job where you, you can be on the water more often. And with people of like-minded, men and women, by the way. They're looking for motivated women, too. I like it, man. I like everything they're about. Career, outside, and supporting their crew, making the crew feel valued. Um, if someone were to buy Fisherman's Post, I would give them a resume the next day. <laughs> Just get, give them a resume first, Gary. You got to get one job before you quit one job, all right? <laughs> oh, that's how it works? Like yeah. I used to get a new girlfriend before I broke up with the old girlfriend? That's exactly right, man. Just like those college days. And then if they won't hire you, maybe Marine <laughs> Warehouse will. But definitely, no matter what, Marine Warehouse will sell you boats. So I get a quick word from those guys, and we'll be right back. At Marine Warehouse, we have everything. We have new boats, we have parts, we have accessories, new trailers. We have a complete service department with highly trained technicians. Anything you need to get out on the water, we have. At Marine Warehouse Center, as we've grown over the last few years, now have a large section of marine supplies from start to finish for all your boating needs. What I love about this region is to be able to get out on the water, and also we love to be able to get you out on the water. The best part of working at Marine Warehouse is being able to get involved with the customers and share a love for the water. All right, there you go. Terrell says the best parts about being in the community, helping people get on the water. But, telling jokes. I was going to say. people on the water and telling jokes. I heard people have been going in there by the droves asking for a stand-up comedian show. So we're sending business yeah, I think I think Terrell is starting to ask people to go ahead and email Emmett their jokes. Instead of coming in and giving <laughs> Terrell their jokes, I think he would prefer 
Eastoval at marinewarehousecenter.com. I think <laughs> I, if I understood him correctly, I think that was his wish. I should have been on the punch. I would have bleeped that out. I would have looked out for Emmett because uh, now he's going to get a bunch of fish jokes. And this joke, I mean, I can't imagine you don't agree with me that Terrell must be run is scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like, I can't believe that you won't agree with me after this joke. Are you ready for well, Terrell's joke? Again, Terrell's joke, not mine. And he might have had a couple of drinks. <laughs> some uh, some Coors Light, Bud Light. I don't I don't know what he drinks. I mean, I, fireball for all I know, man. I don't know. Pickle. <laughs> maybe, pickleback, after, fireball. maybe after the joke, we'll have a better drinks. idea. We'll have a better idea after the joke. Why is fishing like sex? Um, uh, I don't know. In my case, I don't get to do it as often as I would like. <laughs> well that's a true answer that's not i guess a joke answer all and right you've heard I this tried. in other ways that's what i'm saying i think he's scraping the barrel barrel why is fishing like sex when it's good it's really good and when it's bad it's still pretty good <laughs> that's a pretty good joke that's probably the best one of the year so far if i had to say it's my favorite <laughs> well i love those guys i stopped by i got to hang out with them in person yeah pick up my, uh, drop off my boat. They're servicing it for the year. And again, so I'm not just here touting them. I use Marine Service Center, happy to do so. And they're going to pretty soon have me set up for the entire year. Yeah, man. And I wear their apparel. So, and I like it. So go buy you a hat. If nothing else, go support those guys. They support us and make it possible to, to be here week in, week out. So we really appreciate those guys coming on early, man. We're almost at, almost at episode 100 and they've been with us since episode number five. So really have supported wow. the podcast and appreciate those guys. We do appreciate those guys, man. Yeah. I should true. wear a hat. You shouldn't. Yeah. I don't know about buying a hat, but I should wear a hat. I mean, <laughs> you know, when you guys, right maybe if they spot. came on for episode one, I'd buy a hat, but episode five, I think I'd rather them give me a hat. You know what? When you send that next sponsorship check, can you put a hat in the box? This is not a big deal. All right. It's nothing. It's just a hat. <laughs> Well, look, I'm coming back to you. I'm talking to Jennings. I've known Jennings for a long time. Coming back to you for Billy's Best Takeaway. And you know what? We're going to, at the end of the show, is when we're going to plug Buy Me a Coffee and maybe someone else out there would like to sponsor yeah. the show. But for right now, Billy's Best Takeaway when I finish talking with Jennings. Sounds Got it? good. And we have a little All special right, announcement, too. So you guys stay tuned. We got a little opportunity for you guys as the audience of Fisherman's Post. So. Be sure to hang out. That's right. Week. You forgot, That's Gary. Right. A big announcement. It's a, a huge announcement. announcement. So there you go. There's the uh, there's the old hook. You got to listen to the end of the episode. But Gary, for now, I'm going to turn it over to you. You guys have fun. We'll see you on the other side. All right, man. It's my pleasure to introduce to the podcast Captain Jennings Rose of North State Guide Service out of the Oriental area, Roanoke River Rockfish. How you doing tonight, Jennings? What's happening, Gary? How we doing? Doing great, man. Good to be talking to you. Like I mentioned in pregame, man, look at that authentic background. If you don't look like a fish and hunt guy right now, you know, then who does? Congrats on you. You are legit. You are, you've been legit since you're like, what, 10 years old? I appreciate it. I love it. If I didn't love it, I wouldn't do it. It's too much work. <laughs> well, I don't care how much history we have. I don't care how good of a guy you are. Tradition is two questions before we proceed with the podcast. You tell me you're ready, and I'll give you question number one. Lay it on me. I'm ready. Why, question number one, why should we listen to anything you have to say 
about about a Roanoke rockfish? Okay, good question. So I grew up fishing the Roanoke when I was really young with my grandfather. Um, my grandfather is from Rocky Mount, so we used to go down a lot and fish the Roanoke River. We'd start with uh, the shad run with Hickory Shad and then um, transition over to Striper in April and May. So fortunately, um, I've been able to enjoy and experience that fishery since I was very young. Um, it's a it's a really neat river system, and it's beautiful up there. That's one of the things I love about fishing on the Roanoke is um, new houses. You get down the river, and it's, it's gorgeous. But um, yes, so I've been fishing the Roanoke for probably 20 years, I would say. 20 years, and you're 22 years old. I wish. <laughs> 31 now. All right. That is an acceptable answer to number one. You have qualified for question number two. Question number two, non-fishing question as tradition goes. You share a last name, Rose, with the first name of one of the main characters of the movie Titanic. You're a ladies' man. I'm sure you've seen the Titanic. I got some Titanic trivia questions for you. You ready? Whew. All right. I remember the, the drawing of the Titanic. But that's about it. Let's see what we got. Best guess from Jennings. How many people died on the Titanic prior to the voyage? Making the Titanic. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on that one. <laughs> That'd be eight. Me. I mean, I don't know that either. That would be eight. In the movie Titanic, the character Rose, is that based on a real character? Was there really a Rose on the Titanic? That's a true yes, false. That is based on a real character. And that's false. Dang it. I tried. I did my best. <laughs> and then I got one more, and then we're going to talk fishing. Which costs more? Building the Titanic, and we're going to adjust that number based on inflation. Building the Titanic or making the movie the Titanic, which costs more? Well, I might as well go over three. <laughs> I'm betting pretty bad. Uh, let's say uh, building the Titanic. Um, it would be making the movie. It, yep. 190 million building based on inflation, 200 million the movie. But we spent too much time on trivia anyway. Man, let's talk Roanoke River rockfish. It is a special fishery. People that. are very passionate about it. It is one of those destination trips, bucket list trips. And so I'm glad you're here to talk about it because I've done it. And I certainly want to help motivate people to do the same trip, do this trip with you perhaps, or do it on their own. I like your notes. I like how you want to start. So just explain to us, you know, striper migration. Like, wh why are we in that Roanoke River? What is so good about it? Okay. Good question. So these fish are anadromous. They're coming up from the Albemarle Sound and from the ocean, but primarily the Albemarle Sound. And they're coming all the way up into the headwaters. I fish out of Weldon. That's pretty much the best of it. Um, April and May. So these fish are... I mean, it's a long way. It's pretty impressive how they're migrating up. And so that's why welding is so good just from a volume of fish. It's, it can be exceptional. Um, it's really something to see. So the main body of fish start to get about the second week of April and then pretty much through May. Um, and just the sheer number of fish at times can be can be overwhelming. It's something to see when those fish are actively spawning in the top of the water column. Um, the males will drive the females up 
and this, but they call them fish bites locally, but it's when those fish are coming up to spawn and it's, it's an experience. It really is, especially for, for families. And it's a great fishery to get younger kids hooked on fishing. So I've been to, I've done the Weldon fishery a couple of times and it is, it is like Mecca for that rockfish on the Roanoke. So what, any idea what it is about Weldon? Is it just cause they run out of water, they hit the dam and they just collect there or any, why is it so good there as opposed to other spots on the river? So these fish are actively spawning and with that river system, there's long enough where those eggs can tumble and turn into fry based on the regulation of water from Roanoke Rapids dam coming out of Roanoke Rapids Lake. So that's a, a key factor affecting the spawn. So they try to leave it with fish spawning operation is what you know fish spawning operation quote which is there can be any amount of water released from 7000 cfs to 20000 cfs there's one year i fished up there and it was pretty amazing anybody who's you know familiar with wilden and the ramp um, i was able to take my parker from the ramp all the way up to the tail races of the dam and i don't know if i'll ever see that again past 95 bridge it was pretty amazing just then you know just how deep the water was but um typically speaking it varies so much just with the rain and you really have to pattern your trip i would recommend looking at the water flow definitely before going but getting back to why it's such a good fishery with a dam being so far up um, on the Roanoke, those fish are able to make the full run spawn and they, they can hatch. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's pretty neat. It really is. Man, uh, as far as that water flow goes, so that's nothing you can predict. Do they give you any notice or any indication of what they're going to do the next day, the next three days, the next week? Do they give you the heads up of what to expect in the coming days, coming weeks? some so they're supposed to have you know a certain amount of time allocated for the water release um and typically when the water is falling the fish get lockjaw a little bit more um it kind of messes with them shuts them down a little bit but they do give you a little bit of time there's actually a link it's the easiest way to find um on nc wildlife's website um, for the projected flow releases from Roanoke Rapids Lake Dam. That's definitely so, something you want to keep an eye on. And then in that, I think you said 7,000 to 20,000, in that range, what's your favorite number? What's your favorite range within that range? That's a good question. So depending on what vessel you're going to be up there in, you know, a lot of guys will run um, skiffs primarily, John boats. Some guys are running jet drives. I'm actually taking um, my 23 foot Rose Bay boat up there. Um, I fish a lot down, but normally about eight to ten thousand. I like uh, it. It really a lower water level kind of concentrates the fish. When it when the water gets really high, you have to hunt for them a little bit more. All right, man, I follow that answer. So as far as like river navigation, and I would even say, you know, again, I think some people might hear this podcast and then trailer their boat to Weldon and try it out. 
I'm going to guess some are going to say, this sounds cool. I'm going to call Jennings or someone like Jennings. For the crowd that's thinking they want to take their boat up there, before we even get to navigation, man, give me some insight into what to expect from that boat ramp. Good question. Um, last year, yeah, the boat definitely was laid up on the ramp. Uh, it, it can happen, but it's a, it's a long boat ramp just because the water level does fluctuate a lot. Um, to have a good amount of parking, if possible, I will go during a weekday. You'll get a lot better experience. Um, so I'm going to kind of jump in real quick. Um, so the weekends for keeper season this year, the dates you can possess the striped bass is April 23rd and the 24th and April 28th and the 29th. And you're allowed one fish per person between 18 and 22 inches. So those dates, there's going to be a lot of people on the water. Um, weekday fishing and fishing is May. I think you're going to be getting the best quality experience. Um, but as far as the ramp goes, you've got a floating dock there. Um, it's easily accessible, a good amount of parking. Um, it's actually a nice facility. They've got a um, overlooking the river there. They've got a deck and platform. Um, so it's pretty. And then what about, what do we need to know or what are you concerned with once you get on the water about navigation? And I mean, okay. well, regulations too, but I guess we'll start with navigation. Right. So if you're going to go and experience this fishery trap on your own, I would definitely recommend going downriver from the ramp. Um, Upriver, there's a lot of rocks. Downriver, there's still some you need to be concerned about, but they're more visible. Um, as you're going downriver, um, you'll actually see it's called the big rock. Um, and it is a big exposed rock. And that's obviously one of the most visible, but there are a few in between. You can kind of tell, um, you know, the current line, but definitely first time, there's, there's really no reason to get up on a plane, you know, going down river. Um, once you get past the big rock, you're, you're fine as far as hitting rocks. Um, but you still have to worry about debris, falling logs, stuff of that nature. Going up river, you need to be in a smaller boat, kind of a shallow draft boat, obviously, again, depending on how much water they're releasing uh, from the dam. But, um, got to be careful and really really watch um there's been many lower units blown out um but if you risk it it can be worth the reward um it can be really good up above you get faster moving water um and those fish get fired up especially early in the morning late in the evening the, the top water bite can be i mean really something special no doubt and i don't think i've ever been up river from the ramp i think my trips have all been downriver and some have been pretty close to the ramp and then some have been a little bit further down when you're saying downriver like what's your what's the thought in your mind like how far downriver is still weldon fishing you know you're not going super far yeah um really there's points of it, it, man, there's actually a map you can look at on NC Wildlife. I believe it's on the Coastal River Fisheries. But um, they have, like, the Big Rock, like I said, as a landmark. And then the power lines. And then you get down past that, there's, like, a fish platform. So that's how we talk, you know, roughly where we're at on the river. Um, but, you know, down three, four miles, 
but we've definitely made the run farther if if need be if those fish are falling back but typically and that's what's nice you low fuel burn and uh I, like i said i'll get into how we're actually targeting this fish here shortly but um but yeah pretty close to the ramp well, easy what else about regulations? Like you've told us about the weekends, the window for keeping fish. So mm-hmm. we've covered that. Now, as far as not keeping fish, I mean, what am I doing out there? I'm just trying to catch and release as many fish as possible. Anything else I need to be concerned about as far as regulations go? Yes. Good question. So single, I don't know if you can see that right there. Single barbless hook, whether you're fishing topwater baits, um, flukes we'll get actually into lures shortly too but make sure you are running a single barbless hook um on all your equipment live bait um, again single barbless so you definitely want to make sure you're doing that and then since it is a release fisheries you know doesn't really have anything to do with regulation per se but uh Take your time, you know, handling the fish. Those fish have migrated a long ways and they are at their spawning grounds. All these fish are grabbing. They're either full of roe or white roe and they're they're there. They've made the run. So, you know, if you can just kind of take your time handling the fish and, and you know, let them kick off because that's what they came to do is make babies. And then what's the typical size range of these fish up in the Weldon area? typical and it depends you'll have different year classes of fish and that's why you know we're looking at some of the regulations that we are now um is what the state's saying and i won't get into that it gets a little bit controversial but uh but yes so 17 to 27 inches and there have been some 30 40 pound stripers caught there rockfish it's uh you know it <laughs> when you when you time the one of those is completely different well i think i can gauge from how you've already talked that you know when you're targeting these fish you're targeting with both lures and with bait so maybe we talk lures first and and then go to bait yeah sounds good so just majority of what i'm throwing is going to be that right there just a white fluke we're jigging it off the bottom and make sure to bring a lot of jig heads um, especially if you plan on a full day of fishing there's a lot of snags like i said we all are obviously have rocks there um bring plenty of artificials uh with you because you're gonna you're gonna lose some baits um earlier in april the fish are pretty much holding right there on the bottom you know lower end of the water column and you're bouncing these jigs down as you drift with a boat just bounce on the bottom and it'll sometimes it'll be a lighter take you fill up just a thump set the hook immediately um and so that's pretty much my go-to bait um artificial fishing is uh a white or chartreuse fluke um well, when those fish let's do this more yep let's do this man like let's let's talk about the presentation of the lures And then we'll talk about the presentation of the baits instead of sort of covering lures and then talking about how we present them. So Mm -hmm. some follow-ups on that white fluke. One, people love specifics. Do you have a certain soft plastic or two you'd like to, you go to more than anything? And as far as that jig head goes, are you mixing up the colors? And then, you know, are you mixing up the weights depending on the water flow? I mean, we'll start there and then, you know, sort of tell me what you do, man. I guess you position the boat and then, power drift or drift with the current of the river 
excellent question. So I do like Z-Man baits. They they stay on really well. You can catch a lot of fish on, on one soft plastic. So I do fish a lot of Z-Man. These are actually Zooms, but um, up there, we're pretty much buying um, soft plastics in bulk just, you know, because we're fishing up there pretty much every day. Um, but yeah, so Z-Man, and as you said, with the weight of the jig head, um, again, water level plays a part, but I'll primarily fish half ounce, three eighths ounce jig heads. Um, if you're, I'm fishing up river, shallower water, um, I'll drop it down and um, put on a paddle tail and kind of slow roll it. But primarily what we're doing um, is either drifting down and just covering water to find the fish. Once you, you know, double, triple, get some bites, come back up, set your anchor and really work it. Um, casting upriver, let it drift down, set the hook. Pretty easy. It's and that's that's the beauty of it. It is it is simple, simple fishing for the most part. Um, so when you're bouncing and, off the bottom, the smaller leader. Um, I braid straight to the jig head is fine for this fishery. Uh, right on, because they're so aggressive and the numbers are there that you don't even have to mess with a leader. Is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. Yep, and they're they're not leadership. Take, braid straight to the jig head, let it roll. So I'm imagining with all the stuff on the bottom, are the instructions you give the people on your boat like as soon as that jig head touches the bottom to pop it up, don't let it hang out on the bottom much. Like. As soon as you hit the bottom, yep. give it a pop. And are you telling them to give it a real good pop, or is this more subtle coming out of wintertime? You know, you don't you don't want to be aggressive with the lure. Typically, these fish are aggressive, especially when you got start getting into May, water temperature picks up. But yes, and depending where those fish are holding, there's some spots that you'll come over, mark fish, and it's like, ah, we're just <laughs> they're just in the brush in the rocks too much to really effectively fish so you'll come over you know 200 fish on your machine and if, if they're in the snags they're pretty safe right there um so yeah we'll just kind of try to position the boat where you know you're either up or down from the snag and targeting this fish like that um and kind of off topic here a little bit but your gps machine does play a strong role in this fishery i mean it, it is for a lot of us a game changer uh, marking these fish mark them come back sit just up river upstream from them drop your baits back especially if you're using live baits typically it's boom 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 and are you uh you know when we're trying to find fish if our if our trip together has just started i mean are mm -hmm. you drifting down the middle of the river are you trying to hug a side as close as you safely can, or it, it varies. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of wondering yes. what the tactic is until you find fish. Good question. Yes. So as far as finding fish, if I'm hunting for fish, I'm holding my boat broadside, drifting down with use of my trolling motor. And I'm typically one boat length off the bank. You're going to get snagged more. Um, no doubt about it. And when I'm doing that, primarily I'm fishing with live bait on a Carolina rig. And so we're just dropping that straight down to the bottom, come up one crank and just hold it right off the bottom. 
and you're still going to get snags. So guys who, you know, it's a little bit uh, easier fishing. You might not get the numbers drifting right down the middle of the river, but normally a good rule of thumb, one to two boat lengths away from the, the bank drifting down. And you're using the trolling motor, you say, to be broadside. So I guess we're on like the up current side and we're basically just not casting, just dropping straight down and trying to right. keep it a pretty vertical line without much angle to it. Yes, sir. Yep. That's what we're doing. Um, as far as covering, covering water, um, you get a double or triple, you mark fish and we'll come back up on that school of fish, sit on them and then drop the baits back down. Um, when we're drifting, uh, fishing, covering water, um, you don't have to really worry about a heavy jig head, just enough to get you down. Um, and then sometimes you have to bump it up to three quarter, sometimes an ounce. Um, when you're coming up and sitting on anchor on a school of fish. So, definitely, so does the, like I said before, regardless of whether you're fishing with live bait um, or jigs, bring a lot of terminal tackle. Is the current ever too strong where you have to control the drift because you're drifting too fast to really present? Fortunately, we don't, we don't have that problem. Um, you know, unless we have like a, a thunderstorm coming up where it's, it's blowing with, with the current. Um, but by then we're, we're kind of easing on back off the water if that's the case. But uh, it's it's what I would call user-friendly fishing. I mean, if you go up there and, and can't catch them, <laughs> you've got a few things to work on. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty neat. Well, man, I want to talk about topwaters, but it, it seems like, it seems like bait fishing is pretty similar presentation to what you're just talking about with the soft plastic. So brief me on my bait options and you know, how that, how you play that part of the game. Okay. That's, that's a very good question. So with, with bait, um, a lot of people are using, um, bass minnows, golden shiners, the bigger, the better. Um, and the stripers typically will eat those better on a drift. So if you're sitting on a school of fish and they're, they're not firing off on, on your baits, um, come back up and just make, you know, short drifts over that school of fish. And it's kind of almost like a reaction bite. You know, those baits are, are moving in front of them. They're just laying on it. And um, when you say bigger bait. Trying to get bait before there's, there's several local, um, tackle one local tackle shop and one um, guy that sells bait there on the road um but they could they could be out out of stock so if you're going to make the run especially um with kids or family trips try to acquire some bait um golden shiners and uh, just large bass minnows are pretty hardy but definitely the bigger the better um on the live bait and so when you say bigger you're ideal size is um how they grade them if you go to a tackle size, and we're buying i'm buying bait in, in bulk and, and typically holding my bait but you want an extra large jumbo just a good size uh i would equate it to the size of a, a finger mullet okay and so i'm hooking that on a carolina rig and my carolina rig is a barbless hook and mm -hmm. i'm dropping it down and would you say one crank up so that are we hitting any, is anyone hitting just, a different part of the water the column or? Say that one more time, Gary. 
is are we hitting it down to is everyone instructed go to the bottom bring it a crank up and drift along the bottom or are you having anyone target any other part of the water column just to just until you find a question as these fish start to actively spawn um then we will come off the bottom so when you start seeing um fish fights when they're spawning up top um definitely crank it up and fishing a little bit looser drag um normally through april we're we're fishing the bottom um and unless we're, we'll get to the top water i guess shortly but primarily holding the bottom and then if i'm anchored there's it's the same kind of technique i mean i know you said that sometimes they just want it on the drift but if we're live bait fishing you'll still at least try that same tactic where if we find fish you'll go ahead and anchor up and and try to work a pocket of fish and then maybe find until that pocket stops cooperating. Correct. Exactly. Um, I normally give it 10, 15 minutes. You're going to know if those fish are going to fire off and some, but sometimes again, um, especially when the water drops, they can be, they can be a little finicky. Um, just kind of sit on them and, um, you know, bite here, bite there, you know, it just depends on how much activity you're getting there, but I'll give it about, 15, 15 minutes and I'll have a good idea what those fish are doing. Um, but, and again, depending on how many people you're fishing, definitely come with some, with some bait because if you get, you know, sit up on a school of fish, I mean, it can, I've had some pretty awesome days, 300 fish days. I mean, I don't think that's over. (laughs) It's, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I've had a hundred plus. I don't know that I've had three hundred, but I've had hundred plus days. It is an ama- I mean, it is an amazing fishery. I am, I am in. Um, well, what about? Well, actually, I have one other question. So, are you at risk of losing an anchor? Is it that messy down there on the bottom? Like, is that even part of your thought, or you can anchor with confidence? So you, you, you just can definitely lose an anchor upriver. So the upriver fishing is kind of we'll talk about that separately if we can it's it's just it's different uh down river you're typically fine um you know anchoring the only thing you really have to worry about might be some stumps on the bottom but i've, I've never really had an issue um down down river up river really have to take your time on what you're doing because that current flows is just it's stronger and you're you're probably like I, you can use a uh a Danforth downriver, but I just use a heavier anchor. Um, I actually use two mushroom weights, so I'm dropping down about 30 pounds, and because um, that's what I do upriver as well, just with the rocks. So I'm just using a heavier weighted anchor versus a Danforth. Well, man, I tell you what, if how about a little bit of a topwater discussion? Sounds great. Um, so depending on the clients I have on the boat. Normally my go-to is a Zara Spook. This is a one knocker Spook or Spook Junior. Um, just great baits. For me, hard hard to beat. I love a one knocker. Um, if I have a little bit more inexperienced clients, um, kids, then I'll just use a standard popper. Um, and that, that works fine too. But again, we're casting up river um kind of towards the bank tree line and just working it right back to you and 
normally like topwater fishing early in the morning and late in the evenings um, are best. But there's definitely days where you can steady catch these stripers on topwater all day. And are are you anchored when you're doing this, or is this you can also get by drifting to find fish throwing a topwater? Yes, good good question. I'm primarily anchored. Um, normally when I'm fishing top water, I will already have found fish that we'd be catching on jigs or on bait. And, um, I'll come back on that body of fish, anchor out and, and throw top water. You know, if you're, if you're hunting and searching and that's just what you want to do is, is throw top water, then you can definitely drift down with it. Kind of use your trolling motor to slow your drift or however you want to play it. Um, but normally when I'm throwing top water, I'm, I'm on anchor. And then, uh, as far as that bait you showed me, is there is there a reason why that's your favorite bait? That one knocker topwater. I think it just fires them up. It's a I don't know. I'm sure you can hear it, but it's just a little bit louder. Um, that's just my my go to. Um, whopper ploppers. They're also a uh, a great topwater bait for more inexperienced anglers. Just throw it out there, steady retreat. You know, keep it moving along, and. Uh, catch fish on them no doubt but that's just, all right i that's got just it my it's what i like all right so the next question isn't in show notes but okay. i'm gonna throw it out there anyway because i know there's people like i don't know maybe my podcast partner that imagines they're fly fishermen they imagine they are so what's the fly fishery like up there you get much calls for that yeah it, it can be it can be epic um I fish with my clients mostly bait and artificials. I do have clients that come and uh, and fly fish. I would recommend if that's what you're going to do, try to come in May. Um, in April, still normally you're going to have to use a heavier grain sinking line, uh, 300, 350. Get that, get it down on the bottom um, using streamers, clousers, and just stripping it, and not just short stripping it you want to really move that fly um strip it up quick off the bottom in may top water fly it's it, it's fun it really is um and if if you're gonna novice fly fisherman if, if you're gonna come up there that that would be the time um first second week of may and uh, that way you, you know you, you can throw a, a floating or intermediate line uh versus having to having to throw a full sinking line. Well, well, I think Jennings that I have exhausted my questions. Um, but this is where I guess I ask you any other thoughts, man, anything that comes to mind that you'd like to share about the fishery or how to target the fishery that you wish you had said earlier or something I didn't get, I didn't quite set you up with the right question. You know, I, I believe we're in our sort of final thoughts conclusion part of the podcast. Let's see. I'm going to look and see if there's anything I left out that I want to discuss. I would say the Roanoke River system, I mean, it is the best striper fishery we have in the state of North Carolina. Um, you owe it to yourself to at least experience it um, and come up. And if you do have one of those epic days, you're hooked. You'll come back every year. Um, and it's just, it's, it's beautiful up there. As soon as you go down river, um, there's a bend, you get past those houses, 
it's you're in you're in nature it kind of it will joke and and say uh it's like you're just back in time you're looking to see native americans going through with a canoe i mean it's 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 beautiful up there um all sorts of wildlife even you know if if your wife or your lady friend is not really into fishing they'll come on the boat i mean see bald eagles wild turkeys flying across the river little wood ducks it's it's a special place Jennings, what are you doing when you're not? Tell our guests what you're doing when you're not at the Roanoke. You're based out of Oriental. You know, give me the highlight reel of North State Guide Services offerings other than the Roanoke. Okay. Yes, sir. So I do move with the seasons. I'll start right there at the first week of April and fish through mid uh mid-May on the Roanoke. Then I come back and I'll fish some out of Ripesville Beach, um, as well as up here in Oriental on the Noose River and Pamlico Sound. Um that's primarily where I'm fishing now, um, especially August through September and into October. Our old drum fishery um, is is pretty awesome. It's also something I would highly recommend experiencing with the with the bull reds. We also have a good slot drum fishery here, and then I'll after October we'll do some trout fishing, and I'll start transitioning over uh, to waterfowl hunting. I guide duck hunting uh, November through January. Also do some casting class trips with trout, but when duck season come in, that's that's pretty much what we're doing. Jennings, I've enjoyed talking to you. I've enjoyed the relationship over the years, and have had several fun fishing trips with you. And hoping there's one in my in my future for 2022. That sounds great. I always enjoy fishing with you as well, Gary. Good to catch up. All right, man. Jennings, thanks for being a guest on the podcast. We will talk soon. All right, what's up, Gary? Did you like that, man? I get, I put a fly fishing yeah. impromptu. I heard you. fly fishing question out there for people I, such as yourself that imagine you're fly fishermen. I heard that. Thanks for all of us imaginary fly fishermen. I appreciate you, Gary. That's what I do. Not when, imaginary. Uh, you just imagine you're one. Well, um, I mean, isn't that the same thing? Because there was my... that one river in Tennessee that one time you like dropped a fly in the water and you were fly fishing. Yeah, okay. What is... <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Got I'm him an... funny. I'm an artist. I'm an artist fisherman, Gary. <laughs> you just get on other people's boats, like, and they tell you to cast, <laughs> put you on the fish. Some people have to work for it. All right. Some people actually get to go out there and work and learn and. Do all this stuff, Gary. So, whatever. More people should do it my way. More people should just call their captain friends and ask them if they'll take them fishing. I don't know why more people don't do that. Yeah, just start a podcast, bring them on, and right before you <laughs> tell them goodbye, like, hope I get to go fishing with you. Hey, huh? you have your calendar with you? Hey, Jennings, you have, before we say goodbye on this podcast, can you pull out your book? Let's, uh, let's talk dates Let's look at these here. dates real quick. Make sure you're in. Make sure when thousands of people listen to this episode, they just, keep you accountable. I just need you to fishing. confirm. <laughs> it's a good strategy. I'm definitely going to be using it. I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you up on that, Gary. Well, man, great episode. A lot of great information in there. Um, to be honest, I don't really have a takeaway because I was trying to figure out why this stuff is glitching up a little bit. But hey, whatever. It's technology. It works. We got the. We got it. It's good. Still got all the information. So. Um, I guess my takeaway is go book a trip with Jennings and, and during May and go fly fishing. Unless you're a pretend imaginary fly fisherman like me, then don't waste your money or your time. 
But no, it sounds like a really cool fishery. It sounds really fun. And so I'm um, going to have to go check it out once I get back in the area. Yeah, man, there are, I mean, there are a number of trips in our area that I think everyone should try to experience one time. You know, the big red drum fishery in the Pamlico News, the Roanoke River rockfish, you know, I think, you know, Bonita Spring, you know, off of Topsail is, you know, sort of like Mecca for that. You know, there's a bunch of fisheries that sort of qualify as like, you should do this at least once. And Roanoke River rockfish is way up on that list of a fishery you should experience at least once. I, I'm I'm in. I'm gonna I'm gonna use my charm and try to get in on that fishery this year because it's been a couple of years. And so so Gary, talking about fish, talking about keeping up with fish, we have a special announcement that we're putting out there. You wanna make that announcement? Yeah, are, I'll make that announcement because this yeah. is big news. I can tell you that, you know, I, I've been doing fisherman's post for a while you know, have enjoyed the ride, whether it's creating fishing schools, creating fishing tournaments, creating this podcast. And this has been a project that's been in the works for a while. And we're finally announcing that Billy and I, that Fisherman's Post is going to be offering in 2022 weekly fishing reports. People who remember reading Fisherman's Post back in the day, remember that it used to be a weekly publication. And that really resonated with the fishing community. You know, and, you know, you make business decisions and, you know, you pull back to biweekly and then COVID happens, you pull back to monthly. But the need, the urge, the desire is still there for most up to date current information. And I can't imagine a better person, better organization, Fisherman's Post to do it. So weekly fishing reports beginning in April and they're not going to be in print. They're only going to be available on the website. And this takes a lot of work, a lot of effort. So we're going to put these weekly fishing reports behind a paid wall. You got to sign up. You got to be a member. You got to you know, pay whether it's monthly or annually. But you will have access to weekly fishing reports. This first year, we're just focusing on inshore fishing. We're talking to you know, inshore fishing guides, our great resources that we use in the newspaper and in the Fishing Schools podcast, et cetera. Going to be delivered in video form. Going to be delivered in audio form. We're going to cover the North Carolina coast that Fisherman's Post normally does, you know, but I just want to let people know so they don't get a product they weren't expecting. It's not going to be offshore. It's not going to be surfing pier, you know, maybe a little. It's mostly just going to be inshore fishing. And if we get much traction this year, then it'll absolutely be a project that we throw more and more effort and money at to really bolster up and give the people what they want. How about that for an impromptu plug? How'd I do? That's perfect, Gary. For somebody who forgot what the big announcement was to bringing that to the table, I thought you rehearsed it all day. But good job. I, I, I didn't. <laughs> How about that? I'm I'm rolling. Yeah, we're yeah, man, we're excited. You know, we've been doing this podcast for nearly two years now, and so Gary and I both are like, man, I wish we could do something more and you know get our community really built and get this membership thing built and um, really make a, a deeper connection. And then that will help us do some other projects. And uh, if, if anybody knows me, they know I'm an ideas guy. So I got so many things that we want to do over the next several years. Um, and we're here for the long haul. So we really appreciate everyone who's, you know, been here with us, bought us coffee, supported us, watch the show, listen to the show, share it, subscribe. If you haven't already, if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, follow if you haven't already. Um, and man, it's been cool, Gary. It's been, you know, over the last couple, almost two years, almost a hundred episodes. It's been a lot of fun to, uh, you know, be a part of the fishing world. So, and, and be here and hearing all this, all the good content, man. It's just great content, even though, I just imagine I'm out there on the water. <laughs> it's been good. <laughs> so P 
people who are interested, you can get more information by going to fishermanspost.com and click, clicking on premium content. You know, we got some videos there, but you want to look for the weekly fishing reports under premium content. We got information about what I just told you. You can also register. You can also access. And Billy and I, to encourage you, I mean, we are, I, I don't do this that often, but I'm asking for your support out there, you know, to make sure we have a project that people want. We have a charter membership available. And so it'll be 50 bucks for the year. Now we're going to do weekly fishing reports from April through October, from November to March. You know, we're not going to do weekly. We're going to pull back, but we'll offer some other premium content. You know, you'll get a year's worth of value. Uh, so 50 bucks for weekly fishing reports for the year, other than November, and March, we'll mix it up a little bit. And then the beauty of this charter membership is next year, it'll be 50 bucks. Next year, a year membership is going to be a hundred bucks at least. But if you come in right now and support us, a charter member at 50 bucks, you'll be able to keep that $50 rate for as long as you keep renewing. You know, you let it expire, you've yeah. lost out, but you keep renewing it. You renew it that $50 rate not at the $100 rate. You know, that's our plug to say, hey, please support us. Let us know we're on to something that you guys want. Yeah, man. Love it. And I'll I'll link it all in the description, show notes, all that fun stuff. So it'll be a little easier to get to. Um, so, yeah, go sign up. Go sign up. It'll be awesome. So really appreciate it. Thanks, Gary. Such a good plug, man. I'm excited to start another leg of the journey. So over here at the podcast, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, working on this project. And thanks to our sponsors who make it possible, who are supporting this show, supporting this podcast, uh, so we can work on other projects and you know keep expanding the brand, the reach, all that fun stuff. So really excited for for this opportunity starting in April. So be sure to go sign up. Don't miss it. Um, otherwise, otherwise you'll miss it and you won't know what's going on. And you'll be like me. You're like, what's a fish? Where's the fish at? <laughs> so anyway, Gary, that's enough. I could go on all day about how excited I am, but uh, definitely be a part of it. We're going to have a lot of fun stuff coming up for our, our, our members there and our charter members. So really appreciate it, Gary. Yeah, man. Me too. Looking forward. All right. We'll see you in the next episode, man. Take it easy. Have a good day. You too, man. Fisherman's boat.